0: Well, Cody, when when the cat's away, the dogs are going to play, and the... the, No, it's the other way around, isn't it? When the dog's away, (laughs) the cats are going to play, and with Greg Medea, usual host of the Rocktown Sports Podcast, up at the Charm City, covering CA Media Day, that leaves me and you alone here with our second City County High School football coach in as many weeks. Let's welcome into the... Rocktown Sports Pod Studio, Dale Shiflet, fourth year head coach at Spotswood High School. Dale, how are you doing today? I'm doing well.
1: Thank you guys for having me, and thanks for all you do for coverage for all of our local teams. I know you guys stay busy
0: and you do a great job covering all of our teams. Well, it's summer, so we've been trying not to stay as busy as we <laughs> usually are. Dale, real quick, last year you went nine nine and two, had a nine game winning streak that was snapped in the first round of the playoffs. You won your first Valley District Championship since 2013 in a what can be best best described as a quagmire. That game was just a, what a I mean that was wasn't that just wasn't that game at Harrisburg just really epitome of high school football. Yeah, that the, for that season it was. I mean, we, it rained seemed like every Friday in
1: those <laughs> last few weeks of the season. It was even worse the next week when we played fort it was just a torrential downpour and you're like up to your knees in mud standing on the sidelines so yeah it was it was kind of a trademark
0: of last year's season how have uh, I know you don't start practice till August 5th is that correct yes yeah, so we start on Monday August 5th uh how is the preseason camps uh been going for you guys this off season It's been going well. We stayed busy. We had 10 10
1: practices this spring. We played about 16 or 17 7-on-7 games, uh, going to several different places. And we had our own camp um, at school for a week-long a week camp back in June. And we were averaging 40, 45 guys a day in the weight room and running. So, you know, I'm pleased with where we're at
2: right now. Yeah, I know you mentioned the seven on sevens, and I know a guy that we've talked about a lot is uh, Ryan High. Obviously, Um, as a sophomore, I thought he really just grew up a lot throughout the year and and became, you know, a lot of there was a lot of unknowns about him coming coming into the season last year, and he really kind of stepped up and became that guy for you guys. Um, What have you seen out of him from where he was at the end of the season to where he is now going into his junior year? Uh, The biggest thing is if you you walked in the door, you would notice just how much
1: weight he's put on Mm. and a couple (laughs) inches that he's grown. Um, You know, he's up to about two hundred ten pounds now. Um, Obviously. So he's uh, he's also you know, continuously works on his mechanics. And they've been, him and our receivers, they've been throwing just about every single day this summer when we've been in the weight room. So um, he's a hardworking kid, and he's also a basketball player. So he doesn't skimp on that side either. So mm-hmm. he's been, been keeping himself busy.
2: I was going to say, one of those guys that he threw it to last year was Connell Ischinger. I know he kind of stepped up, especially – as a leader too for you guys, and you guys didn't lose a lot of seniors, but I know he was a key one. Um, beside him was Rob Smith, who was also the basketball player. But who's kind of been maybe some of the other guys that have stepped up in that role, just kind of replacing Connell. And I know Rob's obviously probably taking another step in his progression as well. Yeah,
1: you know, I don't know if it'll be one guy single-handedly replacing Connell. Um, Connell was a smart player, just you know, could tell him one time and he could recognize things and just run his routes, you know, precision routes. Uh, we have a lot of guys now that we've been playing: Colton, Good, uh, Quentin. Hayes, uh, Cole Grendel, uh, Andrew Mumal, all those guys have been stepping in, A.J. Doom, so we have lots of guys there, and we have some depth at that spot, um, and you know, all of them look pretty good in, at different times during our 707s.
0: Let's go back to high real quick, if we could. I mean, when me and Cody were, talk, were talking all last year up in this office during the football season... We always thought maybe the one thing, and I don't want to speak for Cody, but I thought maybe the one thing that might just keep Ryan away from being a, 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 a that, you know, that kind of prospect was his size, you know, the girth-wise. So I mean, how important is you saying he's up to two ten now? He's up to two ten. I mean, I mean, that's that's first of all, that's scary. Uh, for opposing defenses. Uh, Number two, I mean, how is that going to prove? How have you seen that improve his game overall? Well, for him, I think it helps, too. He's worked a lot on
1: his flexibility. Um, I know he's, he's real big in doing yoga and just stretching and you know we would like to run him more and make that a bigger part of our offense as well and with him being able to put that weight on I think now it makes him a dual threat type of quarterback which for him is going to be you know amazing and for our offense it's going to add another element for us
2: yeah I mean you guys ran that offense last year and it was so balanced we talked about that a lot last year um but one guy that kind of emerged I don't think that was maybe as known at the beginning of the year two was Ethan Barnhart because I know you guys had Brennan Brown and he got a lot of the attention from the year before um what have you seen out of Ethan too this summer just in terms of where he's gone with his game because he really just had that breakout year last year yeah he's a just a very committed young man and you know a
1: great great kid Uh, we had media day on saturday uh, and he, his family actually went on vacation. Uh, he wanted to stay around for media day, not to miss that. So he actually you know, stayed around just to be a part of the media day for an hour and then flew out to meet his parents uh, on wow. on vacation. So <laughs> and, you know, he hasn't missed anything at all this summer. Um, he's working extremely hard. Uh, the biggest thing he's worked on to improve is his speed. Um, he's went to several combines and stuff this summer um, and has, you know, has gotten his 40 time down. And he, he's going to be you know, a pretty good running back for us.
2: Is, is that something we'll see again, that, that kind of balanced approach on, on offense? Yeah, you know, for me and, you know, for our staff, we talk
1: about it all the time, we, we want kids to want to come out and play. And, you know, if you always rely just on one guy, that's not fun for a lot of kids. So we want to get as many kids as we can get involved touching the football and to feel like, you know, they have an impact you know, on the game.
2: Right, We've been talking about the offense, but really last year your defense is what carried you guys a lot. I mean, you got you, you guys were one of the better defenses around. Um, what are you kind of expecting out of that group this year? Is that still kind of the the anchor of your team this season? Oh, yeah, it will be. You know, we return a lot of guys on that side of the ball, our defensive
1: staff, Coach Weeks. Um, he does a nice job, you know, organizing our defensive practices and uh, coming up with game plans with him and then the defensive staff. So we, we should be, you know, very good on that side of the ball. We do lose two corners, so that's why all the 7-on-7s seven is important Mm. for us we have a battle going on there too between a bunch of the guys who they're you know they're that are competing for the receiver spot they're also competing for that corner spot so that's been good for us in our off season to be able to get those guys some work in game situation
0: I'm a defensive guy I'm an NFC Norris guy an old NFC Norris fan how important is that linebacker core you guys got it's very important
1: (laughs) Um, there we have you know we had the three guys that start. There's also two guys that play a role in as backups. Have been coming in and playing. and They played all spring with us in seven on seven. And you know, so we have like five guys that can step in and get the job done there. And the biggest thing with them, you know, they're all unselfish guys and. They they all like to hit like I've gotten to the point now like we're getting this late point in the summer they they just want to put pads on and they're just ready to go compete and hit each other. <laughs> you, you
2: mentioned how much bigger Ryan High's got. I don't know if this is even possible but Ben Conahan and Cole Myers where, where are they at physically now because I mean I know they, those guys were huge last year on the yeah, field <laughs>
1: they're both impressive looking as well you know we have those two and then probably our strongest kid on the team is Colby Morris and you know he's a uh, he's up, up now over 600 pounds squatting over 400 pound benching we don't even let him max anymore because he's so strong so we have some. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you know that have worked and that are strong. Um, so we're kind of you know looking forward to the season. You know, obviously we need to stay healthy and go one game at a time. But we think you know we have a good shot, you know, at making some noise this year and being a good football team.
2: I know I know a lot of coaches um, talk about games are kind of one in the off season in terms of how much participation you get in the weight room and, and the stuff like that. Have you been happy with what you've seen from your guys in terms of all that stuff?
1: Yeah, I've been real pleased with what we've had. Like I said, we've done a lot of stuff, uh, you know, we incorporated the more 7-on-7 seven seven stuff just to get out of this area and play some other teams, and, and our participation has been great. Um, I couldn't ask for any more. We've got guys that are playing, you know, two and three sports. They're still coming to the stuff, so they're real committed, um, which has been, you know, a great surprise for us and for our staff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say my, my one other thing I wanted to touch on was we talked last year about kind of the progression you guys have made since you took over the job four years ago. That was in your third season. Uh, have you seen any differences in the culture now from where it was maybe a year ago? You know, after going through a year where you guys do go nine and two, win the district title, have you seen any maybe a change in the mentality and kind of the approach from the guys? You know, maybe they're a little bit more confident and kind of know what they need to do now. Yeah, they are, you know, and they know that, you know, things aren't going to, we add
1: wrinkles here and there, but the system's in place. And then, two, you know, our older guys are always there being an example for that work ethic that we want to show our younger guys and what it takes to be successful. So every year we're not talking about rebuilding, but we're talking about reloading. Looking back
0: on on the previous three seasons as you enter your fourth, I mean, how how comfortable are you with the way the, the, the rebuild you had to start has gone? I'm, you know, real comfortable with it and real pleased
1: with everything. Uh, This is kind of a neat group for me because this is the first group, I guess it's four years now. So I'll I'll have them, you know, for all four years they've been through. So it's kind of a, a neat little group. And this, you know, this senior class, we talked to them, you know, during our camp, and they have a chance to go through and be the winningest class, you know, in a three-year period that Spotswood's had. Um, and, you know, it happened to be my graduating year. We were, we're sitting at 24 wins between my sophomore to senior year, and they have a <laughs> chance to get over that hump. And that could be something that they could do to, you know, to set apart to set their legacy of the program.
0: I know it's early. Uh, have you had a chance? Well, I will not even what you had a chance. What, what's your gut feel about the Valley District this year? You lose, what, Fort Defiance? Lose Fort Defiance. Lose Fort Defiance. Lose Fort yep. Defiance. They they jump down to the Shenandoah. I mean, what are you expecting out of this Valley? I mean, you got, you're got you the one with the target on your back. Yes,
1: you know? that's, that's a different you know feeling. And, uh, you know, Harrisonburg's always going to be tough. They always have, you know, they're about double the size of all of our county schools. Uh, so, you know, and I know it's not always about numbers, but when... When you have a lot more to choose from, a lot of times you get more athletes. Right. Numbers help. Uh, and they yeah. do. I mean, they help. It helps with practice and just everything, it helps. And so, you know, they're always going to be tough, and Coach Thurman and his staff do a great job over there. And the one that a lot of people don't talk about a lot much is Rockbridge, and Rockbridge has been right in the thick of things for the last – you know, ever since I took over the job. And, you know, they have a good mix of players down there as well, you know, and I think they could p- pose some challenges for some people.
2: Yeah, I mean, that offense is so bizarre. Yes. I, I, I was talking to a, a Rockbridge um, athletic director this past weekend, and we were just talking about – how unique that offense is, especially in the end of Valley. Nobody else runs that type of style. Um, how tough was that for you guys to prepare for? Because I remember I covered that game last year, and you guys actually played pretty well against them and were able to shut it down a little bit. But how tough is that just to prepare for when you go against an offense like that? I
1: think for us it helped because they were they did throw the ball a lot and they didn't. You know, you could watch film and probably watch two three game films and they ran the ball double digit times through three <laughs> games. You know, for us it helped having. Some of the skill guys that we had to be able to, you know, make a look for our defense, and that's the biggest thing I think that helped us um, go forward with that challenge. And then doing some of the seven on seven stuff obviously helps as well. I
2: was gonna say, did, did last year beating Harrisonburg in that game and kind of maybe getting over the hump per se, do you you think that kind of changed the mentality for you guys too? Just maybe going into this year, do you think they're prepared to have that target on the back and kind of know how to handle it? Or is that maybe something to be seen? (laughs) That's
1: something to be seen. That's something, you know, we've talked about, you know, from the get-go here, you know, since we started our winter workouts is to make sure our guys don't become complacent. Because a lot of times when you do return a lot of guys, you know, they think, well, we're going to be good no matter what we do, and you know we want to make sure that we get through to our guys. That's that's not the case, and you know we don't want to be stagnant. We want to make sure that we're working every day to get better and to make our team better.
2: As these next few weeks come up, I mean, you know, we talked about out there. You guys go through the first day, second day stuff, and once you get through all that stuff and the logistics of everything, what are kind of some of your focuses on these first few weeks leading up to the first game? I guess on the 30th or 31st, whatever it is. Uh, the
1: biggest thing is, you know, we, we have to come together as a team. Uh, anytime you know last year's last year and our guys you know meshed well together and we need to make sure with our upcoming sophomore class and some new players that we're adding to our roster that we all mesh together well as a team Um, because that's one of the most important things of being successful is you have to have that team chemistry
0: let's jump away from from your squad a little bit uh we had danny grog in here the new broad first year broadway high school coach uh, who's one of your one of your valley district opponents and we asked him about if there's a team out there that maybe people should keep their eye on and he said, you know, despite everything they lost, and, you know, it's no secret what they lost, he's like, don't sleep on East Rock. Your first week, your week one. Oh, yeah. it. I mean, what are your some of your thoughts about what Donnie Coleman has lost out there? And Danny mentioned how great they've looked in seven-on-sevens. I mean, and here's your first week opponent, opponent, your old boss. You know, hey, welcome back to the season. Yeah. And despite we're, all the losses, we're
1: over in my years of playing them right now. So, you know, that's something else that I remind our guys about all the time. And yet, yeah, they did. They lost some great players but what people fail to realize is they have some that senior class coming up has some really good players in it uh the Trenton Morse kid is probably one of the better players in the area and he was an all-region linebacker last year an all-state linebacker you know he's he really didn't get a chance to show what he could do run the football but he's actually two one of the fastest kids in this area and people don't kind of realize that um and I still remember him running the ball seeing him in JV and I coach both of his brothers so he comes from a great athletic family and he's a player uh they have a linebacking core that's going to be pretty good too Colton Dean's a good player, and then they have the Davis kid as well. The other linebacker spot. so they're going to have three guys there that that you know. Three, their linebacking core is going to be just as good as anybody else's around as well.
0: I, I forgot your offer against them. I yes. Uh, thanks for bringing that yeah. up because what do you, I mean? That, that's an unusual situation because you know that's the quote unquote little brother, you know that everyone likes to <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, don't I say it. The little.
1: We're <laughs> about the same size now. I'm <laughs> like, <I'm a> <laughs> role,
0: I mean, what what. In terms of rivalries, even though it's out of district, but it's right next door, you know, how much is you and your staff are are preaching, you know, hey, let's get that. Here's a state semifinalist from last year. Forget the fact they are a class underneath us. Let's go out there. I mean, how much are you guys preaching the fact that, you know, hey, we want to get that one first?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be our first focus going into it. You know, they're game number one. And, you know. That's going to be the biggest thing for you know, our staff and our, and our kids is we have to take things one week at a time. Right now, that's, that's who we're focusing on because that's our first week opponent.
0: Yeah. Is that always going to be – I'm sorry, Cody. Is that always going to be – I like, first of all, I like the fact that that is your week one. I like that you guys do that, and, and I, I hope it stays that way. So can you ease my fears and say, yeah, it's going to stay that way? As, as far, far as, as I, I know, know, it's staying <laughs> that way. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, it's great for both communities with the schools being so close. And you know, it's one of the games that probably around here has the most people at just because it is so close in proximity.
2: You mentioned that Week One game last year, and one of the things I always thought, you know, as great as Eastrock was last year, I thought that that game maybe have would have been closer towards the end of the year, just because I thought that was how much you guys improved throughout the season, you know, just in terms of across the board your guys' development. And I'm not sure if you felt that way, but what what do you see when you look back at from that first game to where you guys were, you know, nine game number nine, game number ten, even in the playoffs. What was the biggest difference from where you guys were at the beginning of the year to where you guys were towards the end?
1: A lot of it was game experience. So, you know, we, we lost a lot of seniors, uh, you know, coming into last year. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of question marks at different spots. Um, and a lot of it wasn't that player ability. It was just that game experience and being under fire and, and being under the lights for the first time. And, you know, and as the season progressed and we got better and our guys got more experience, you know, they become more confident. And obviously if you're, you know, if you have that confidence, you play a lot better.
2: Right, Rob Smith. I wanted to get back to him for a minute. We, he's obviously one of the best athletes around the area, in my opinion. Um, you know, last year I think at times you could tell he was a basketball player playing football, but he he caught on pretty quickly. I know we talked about that. What, what have you seen out of him? Has he maybe looked a little bit more natural in the receiver position and even even in that safety position on defense?
1: Yeah, he has. You know, he had. We went to a couple of seven on sevens and. we had coaches coming up to us talking about him he had he had some great plays and just he he is more confident now on the field um, and he's getting better at his route running and that's one of the things you know for him that he really needs to concentrate on Mm -hmm. is becoming you know that route runner not just being an athlete out there you know and another thing we've worked on with him is he is six four he can jump is to you know we were make the analogy for basketball go dunk it right when the ball's in the air it's a basketball go dunk it, so that's something that we've worked on with him uh, and he's becoming more and more comfortable out on the field
0: what do you i mean your non your non district schedule excuse me is uh is I mean at, you know I don't know what William Monroe's uh, looking like. I know they've been kind of on the down uh, the past couple of years, but I mean like, taking them out of the equation, you got East Rock and then you host William Monroe. Then you're at Western tomorrow. You host Monticello and then you host Wilson Wilsonmore. I mean that's that's not an easy non-conference. No, it's not. For you and and we wanted to play some teams. You know, obviously Western was a playoff team the last
1: couple of years, um, and their program is very very good. Um, they actually lost to Liberty as well the next week. After. We lost to them. But, uh, you know, they're a great program. We used to play them before. We played them my first couple of years there, and then there were some schedule hiccups to where we lost them. So I'm glad to have those guys back on the schedule um, just because, one, it's right over, the, right over the hill there for us to go play. It's not a big travel game for either one of us, and it's a good opponent for us to play.
0: Two, you end the season with, with, with two uh, road games. Uh, that Broadway game, that's at JMU, isn't that? Is. Yes. Okay. Yes. You, so yeah, I guess two road games. You're at JMU on November first, and then November eighth is with uh, hopefully no rain is the uh, is the game that if things go according to plan could be once again decide the Valley District Championship in the last game of the year. I mean that's ending the year on two road games is the being it one of them being at JMU kind of ease that sting a little bit? I think so, because, you know, your kids are
1: always excited to play at that one because you're getting to play on the big stage at JMU. Uh, And, of course, playing Broadway, they're kind of unknown to us right now. Mm -hmm. I know Coach Grog, with the energy he has, he's going to get a lot of kids out and a lot of kids excited about the program over there. Um, And I think you'll see a bigger turnout number-wise for them than what they've had in the past. Um, And then, you know, so we have to wait and see what what scheme-wise that they're doing and stuff like that because it's kind of unknown for us. So it'll be, you know, an exciting game for us
0: to play. It's un- not unknown for us, too. He was very secretive in here last week. What do you, you know, first year, one of the things he did, he, he mentioned you specifically by name, Danny, saying, you know, you know, Dale's been a, a huge help in terms of getting me into this this camaraderie of Valley District head coaches. I mean, talk a little about that camaraderie you guys all have. I mean, you guys are, you know, you all want to beat the snot of each other on a Friday night when you're on the other, other side of the, yeah. the sideline. But at the same point, I mean, there's some – Family like atmosphere. Oh among yeah, the guys, you know when there? we
1: play each other, you know it's all business, and we're all competitive. And we all want to win, but outside of that, when we're not playing each other. You know, we're all willing to help each other as much as we can. Um, and you know, in high school, you know things go in cycles. So. It, you're not always gonna be down. You're not always gonna be, you know, a great team. So you have to kind of support each other and all that, because that's something that it can get you know, tough. And sometimes when you're when you're not doing well, so we just need to make sure that we're we're there for each other and um, can help in any way we can.
0: With your fourth year coming up, you're, you're like a senior at the high school it's now. Kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> are you getting ready for that kind of? I mean, what are you doing to prepare for that that cycle to kind of maybe be on the downswing? Because you these guys. Who are, which is freshmen are now seniors, yeah. So, and, and it's like you said, it's inevitable. It happens in, in every sport at every high school across the country. So, I mean, what are you doing program-wise to make sure it's not that deep of a hole uh, when the cycle comes around?
1: Yeah, the biggest thing for us is to get our young guys around some of our older guys, and kind of they can mimic that work ethic and kind of show them the ropes and what it takes to kind of – you know, build a program and to get yourself into a winning program. And that's what we want to have. Like I said, you know, that's every coach's goal is to be able to do that. Um, and obviously some years are, are harder than others. But, you know, we're, we're trying just to keep our kids working hard and trying to show them just kind of what it takes to win.
0: Well, Friday, August 16th, you got a scrimmage against Perry McClure at your place. The following Thursday, the 22nd, you head up the Shurando, uh for another scrimmage before opening the season. Friday, August 30th <laughs> against... Uh, Spotswood Trail Rival East Rockingham. Dale Shiflett. thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it to no end, and good luck the rest of the season. All right, thank you, and thank you again for having us and for all your work. That was Dale Schiflett, fourth year football co- or coach football coach entering his fourth year at Spotswood <laughs> High School. As always, we thanks Dale for joining us and hoping to have more city county football coaches in over the next few weeks before summer training camps start. Cody, the other big news uh, today. Well, the the big news today uh, is uh, Jesse Knight, rising senior. Heavyweight wrestler Turner Ashby tells you he's given his verbal commitment to wrestle at University of Virginia over in Charlottesville. Cody, what a! I don't think this this should not come as a surprise after the season he had last year.
2: No, it shouldn't. I think it was something we talked about after the year he had. I mean, he went twenty three and zero, caps it off with a state title, and then you know, less than two months later in April, he goes down to Virginia Beach and wins um, a national title. Um, the first ever in, in TA's program to do that. So just a, a crazy six months for him, um, a, a really remarkable six months. And now, you know, obviously I, he, I knew he had been taking some visits to Virginia Tech, Old Dominion, some some other Division I schools around the state, um, but n- then has announced that he's officially committed to UVA. So, I mean, a, a big decision for him. He, he – I mean, for what – the sea, I, I mean,
0: I remember the, the, the Harrisonburg tournament, which kind of – unofficially opens the city county wrestling season. I mean, he was just he looked really sullen. He looked upset cuz he was still in street clothes with the injury from football season and and he seemed a little unsure of what was going to happen. He told me at that time he was due back in a week, but he he didn't come back I think for another 2 or 3 weeks if I'm not mistaken after that that uh, open invitational and you know for him to go 23 and 0 the rest of the way, and I think what what people forget here is how dominant he was in that state tournament i mean i think everything was a pin uh i think everything went nothing went into the third uh the third round so and that state championship match you know it was just utter domination and i think people forget what he had to overcome to not only win that state championship and then win a national championship, but for this to happen for him and for him to be going Division One as a wrestler.
2: Yeah, it feels like the, the process was... Sped up a little bit. I mean, he like like you said, when I talked to him earlier in the year as well, he, he was coming off football season. He was banged up. Um, even in some of the tournaments I saw him in, and some, the, some of the stories I talked to him for earlier in the year, um, all he really talked about was his injury and how he he was really trying to get over that. And then it just seemed like once he flipped that switch, I mean, he, he just couldn't be stopped on the way to that state title, uh, which is, I mean, I know you talked about in your story when he won it. I mean, you kind of saw the emotion how everybody around him was so happy for him. Um, even talking to some of his teammates today, all they could talk about was just how great of a guy he was, and how much of a leader he is for that program. Um, and I think it just shows now, you know, he's he's obviously a Division One wrestler now, and, and to be able to do that, I mean, it just it says a lot about where that TA program is and where it's come in the past few years with with Jesse and, and some of those guys leading the way.
0: And I know we talked about it after he won the state championship on, on the Rocktown Sports Pod, uh, uh, Rockingham County's only, all local. Uh, sports podcast, <laughs> by the way, gratuitous plug. We, we talked about how what he was doing was good for city county wrestling as a whole, because it's going to put some eyeballs on city county wrestling. And let's be real here. You know, previous prior to this year, it's kind of been down a little bit. It hasn't been where it is. You know, you know, keep in mind Guillermo Torres over at Harrisburg, uh, who's now he's rising sophomore at JMU, though not wrestling, uh, you know, kind of put Harrisburg in a little bit of forefront. But, I mean, just in terms of state presence, I mean, T.A. had two state champions down there, Jesse Knight and Hoover. I mean, what what this has got to be good for city-county wrestling.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think if you look at, The five city county schools, T.A.'s kind of leading the charge in that aspect just because, you know, you mentioned Hoover and Knight both went into state titles last year. And you've got guys like Peyton Jackson at at 106 and then uh, Patrick Sullivan and some of those guys. They're all kind of knocking on the door right there. Um, And, you know, probably they probably have state aspirations this year. So they've got a number of guys there that that made some noise last year. And I think, you know, in terms of the overall products, when you look at them, they've got the most depth and the most – likely chance of making a a run you know like we talked about earlier a district title maybe even a regional title next year
0: and spotswood's not that far behind i mean spotswood's right right there with them in terms of quality wrestlers number of quality of wrestlers i mean i think Spotswood sent eight to the the regionals if not mistaken this past season so i mean it's you know while it seems like on paper turner ashby talent wise may be you know, a few yards ahead, I mean, that could be a nice little Valley District uh, uh, rivalry we got brewing out there.
2: Absolutely, I, and going back to Jesse, I, I wanted to make note of this. One, one thing that they, that both Coach Smiley, Marshall Smiley, and um, Peyton Jackson, his teammate, both mentioned to me was that that they think has really helped him this summer was wrestling with, with Skyline's, uh, Skyline's wrestling team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a really, really good club team, um, really well known around the area, and he's wrestled with them, and they said that's really helped him kind of Evolve his wrestling even more, get even better, learn some new moves. Um, You know, we already know he didn't wrestle like a heavyweight before. He was quick. He was. He was. You know, it's
0: not not, not even funny. I mean, it's just it's almost unfair that he's a heavyweight,
2: right? And and I think he's apparently now he's gotten even better. So it's really scary for everybody else. I mean, I think the rest of the state of Virginia right now is probably looking at this like man we we've got to do this for another year yeah,
0: class three heavyweight might not be attainable and talking about skyline that's one of the reasons why that was one of my favorite moments of the 2018-2019 prep season was that you know after jesse won i mean hey you know hoover did all right hoover kind of looked at the crowd let out this guttural yell and pumped his fist and flexed his muscles and everyone hugged and it was great but when jesse won he kind of turned around put his hands in the air like you know like uh, the maximus and gladiator are you not entertained you know and then what what I just couldn't get over was after all the, you know, it wasn't just TA guys running up and hugging him, like coming out of the other side of the stands were all these guys from Skyline Mm. who were just mobbed around him, hugging him and everything. And and Jesse got so caught caught up with him. when I walked up to him and interviewed me, hugged (laughs) me. And I just kind of, it was really awkward. You know, I got my hands to the side and here's this big sweaty guy who wraps me in a hug. It's like, oh yeah, we, we shouldn't do that. You know? Right. Right. I mean, he was just so caught up in the moment, which made it, you know, hands down my my favorite high school moment of the 2018-19 season.
2: Yeah, and I think the thing about him is he's already built to have success early, I think, at the college level. Talking to, again, talking to Marshall Smiley about it, he said he already is so quick for a heavyweight and he already doesn't wrestle like one that really he just has some small things with his footwork and stuff like that. That if they can, you know, fine tune that stuff this year throughout a senior year, which now he has the luxury of just focusing on wrestling and not having to worry about the recruiting and all that stuff. You know, he's, he's primed for a huge year, and he could go into UVA next year and make, and make an impact pretty quick. You talked to Marshall, uh, man, that's got to be one pumped-up individual. Yeah, I mean, he, he talked about that. He says, obviously, as a coach, it makes him incredibly proud. Um, and, and just for the program in general, I mean, I know how big, when they won that district championship last year, how big that was for them, how pumped they were. I think we had an awesome photo on our, on our front of them, the coaches just being – just so excited about that and to now be sending a wrestler to UVA. And like I mentioned earlier, some of those other guys that are doing so well um, I think he's, he's just very proud of what he's been able to do with that program and kind of the direction it's t- they're taking it in. And, and, and Jesse seems like the kind of kid who's,
0: who's not going to screw this up. I mean, he's yeah. a, I mean, what, what people don't realize when you just see their, their, their faces and read their names in the paper, if you don't know them, you know, people like Cody and I actually get to deal with these athletes on a, on a daily semi-daily basis and see him a lot. It's just, just the quality of a, of a person that he is. I mean, he's, for, 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 for his size, he's, he's very soft-spoken. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's very, very, very gentle, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's just a a, a super nice guy who seems to realize how lucky he is to have this talent and how much hard work he's put in the, to to build off the natural talent that he has, it, which is evident by his, you know, I mean, I don't want I, I don't want to use hyperbole here, but I mean, cat like in, instinct, I mean, cat like reflexes for yeah. that, for his size, I mean, just how quick he is on the mat is just, I mean, just, I, and then, like I said in that state championship mat, it was just shoot, 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 and he's diving for this kid's legs till he finally turned them. It's just it's what sets him apart, I think, from other heavyweights that I've ever seen in my 22 year career. Right. right.
2: <laughs> I know, I mean. but, and I think, not to br- bring him into other sports here, but what a lot of people don't realize is he was getting looks from di- some Division One schools as a football player as well. I mean, because you mentioned me, he could, because of his reflexes and how quick he is at that size. I mean, he's an ideal body for for a Division One offensive lineman, and he had, he had gotten some looks um, throughout the school year. You know, I know Rice University came down at one point, and and Chris Fraser had told me some schools would come to see him about that. But good for him because he knew what he wanted to do. He knew, he knew wrestling was his love and his passion, and he and I know Marshall Smiley told me as well that when they talked finding a good fit academically was another big key for him. And and obviously UVA we all know is a, is a very well respected academic school. So now he goes there. He he going to have a great degree. He gets to wrestle in the ACC. I mean, it's just it it sounds like a great fit for. Him.
0: And, and and we're in a, in a in a conference that many people consider Virginia Tech to be the one that you know. Has kind of really come out in the forefront in terms of uh, in terms of college wrestling, uh, and you know UVA, who had I believe had a wrestler in the in the national mm-hmm. championship finals mm-hmm. uh, this past season, is looks like they might have a nice freshman coming in in twenty twenty one. Uh, Absolutely. Or yeah, no, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. twenty twenty, uh, to build off of. Anything else uh, on the sports front, Cody? Going on this week that you you, you want to add, or, or are we good? Are we good uh, talking high schools?
2: Uh, I, I guess next week at this time will be about two days out from the official start of uh, football season around here, and, and I think a golf season and all that stuff gets started next week, so it'll officially be um time to crank up the prep sports coverage
0: awesome well cody thanks for joining us always as always thanks to dale Shiflet for coming on in uh that's our second city county football coach after danny grog this past week out of broadway entering his first year uh hopefully we get another one next week and uh Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to subscribe so you get the the notifications on your phone when a new Rocktown Sports Pod is up. You can check us out at dnronline.com or you check out Cody's Facebook page, my Facebook Facebook page, page, Greg's Facebook page, (laughs) and all our Twitters when we tweet this out and uh, get you guys going. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week.